Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February the 3rd, 2024. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Had a round of laundry to do. That went well. I got some donuts. Actually reminds me, I got to talk about the food corner. Uh, Let's see here. I got a sticky bun, a brownie, and then a chocolate donut. And this one was nice because like I was looking for like a, a chocolate ice donut and I'd pointed at like one and she was like, I can just make you one like right now i was like oh yeah okay i guess like maybe the icing on those weren't as good or she maybe thought i didn't want like a zebra one or whatever because that's like the one i kind of pointed at and which i would have been down for that that would have been fine but um she went in the back dipped one and i was like "Ooh, that's fresh okay 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 so that was kind of nice a little neat experience for your boy um and then I got chocolate milk. So yeah, that was nice. But rewind to the food corner last night. I went to the old Domino's. That's right. Friday was pizza day. Uh, I got a sausage and jalapeno pizza with barbecue sauce as the base. And then I more or less just got a Supreme pizza, which I was just really kind of craving it. I knew I wanted something with black olives and like green peppers. And that's as far as I got. And I saw they had us a... Supreme Pizza. So I was like, all right, hell yeah, let me do that. So it was good. Worked out. Um, a lot of food. Anyway, um, enough about that. We've caught up on my Joneses. Let me go ahead and do my startup, and then we will get into some news. From CNN, what we know about the U.S. strikes in Iraq and Syria. The United States on Friday conducted major airstrikes on dozens of targets across Iraq and Syria in retaliation for a drone strike attack or drone attack in Jordan last month that killed three U.S. troops. The strikes were larger in scale, larger in number and scale than previous ones launched since October when Iran backed armed groups began attacking U.S. forces across the region in protest of Israel's war in Gaza. Uh, With the U.S. warning of more strikes to follow, here's what we know. Now, they do a little bit of a backdrop, and uh, we can kind of get into the guts of it, where I wanted to talk about. Um, The U.S. said the attack lasted 30 minutes, hitting 85 targets across seven locations in Iraq and Syria. The White House said aircraft, including B-1 bombers, were used in the operation. More than 125 um, precision-guided munitions were fired, the White House said, adding that the strikes were successful. The U.S. strikes killed at least 16 people in Iraq, including civilians, and injured 25 others, the Iraqi government said on Friday. Now, of course, uh, you know, ESPN is going to go out of the way to be like, we didn't verify, da 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 we do as best we could. But, I mean, excuse me, oh, my bad. Um, 
I kind of just, I'm going to take these numbers more or less at face value. And I mean, I, and it really doesn't matter how you slice it. You're, you're saying that 16 people, 25 others were injured, and there's more to come. And essentially in this ongoing tit for tat where it's like, you got three of ours, so we just killed more of yours. And not to mention civilians were killed here. And I feel like that's always an important thing to talk about. Because when you take this out of the Western lens, that's going to be something that more and more people are going to focus on and talk about. And it's understandable that they would. You know what I mean? That here we go. Like, because in this tit for tat, you know, America now feels like justifiably wrong. They're now going to take whoever out they want. And, you know, you could be next. You know, that that kind of thing can sink into your head. Like, and it's just one of those things when you see these things repeated over and over and over and over again, time and time out, you know, no matter who is in power, you know, Republican or Democrat, you can just understand why it's like, yeah, no, like, this is why motherfuckers don't like us. Um, but yeah, uh, we knew this was going to happen. It was a very telegraph thing. It's kind of crazy that you have people in Congress like uh, Hobo Mike Johnson or whatever He's like, yeah, we shouldn't have telegraphed it as as much as we did. You know, we should have been more direct, more forceful, hit them sooner. Even though what? I think it was like about a week or so. Like, I think this should happen like 28th. Um, and, and, you know, the administration, you know, and military or whatever were kind of like saying, oh, they were like weather, weather delays. You know, it was cloudy skies, da, 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 uh, whatever. Like, in, in some ways, you know, this isn't me trying to run defense here. I will say that this could have been worse. They could have done, like, direct strikes on Iran. Like, these were aimed, targeted at military groups. You know, there was some warning in that regard, you know. So there's at least something here for that. But, I mean, it's still a war crime. It's still an atrocity. You can still tout it as that. You know what I mean? So, uh, and and like to say, the fact that there's more to come, I also found, you know, I find a little worrying, but... You know, that's the news. We got to cover it as it happens, as it is. Uh, But let's move on to the next beat. Uh, From the BBC, Jam Master J, Run DMC star shot by Godson after drug deal dispute, court told. A court has heard that Run DMC star Jam Master J was shot dead more than two decades ago by his Godson as revenge for being cut out of a drug deal. Carl Jordan Jr., 40, and another man, Ronald Washington, 59, have gone on trial in New York accused of murder. In their opening statements on Monday, prosecutors claimed the pair carried out an execution that was motivated by greed and by revenge. However, their lawyers told the jury they did not kill uh, the pioneer DJ. Jam Master J, whose real name was Jason Mazel, was 37, when he was shot in the head at his recording studio in Queens, New York, in October of 2002. He was, um, sorry, he was one-third of Run DMC, the influential hip-hop group known as, or known for 1980s tracks such as, it's tricky, 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 here we go. Um, and then it's like that in the Aerosmith collaboration, Walk This Way, which, um, Definitely fuck with uh, Walk This Way. It's a really fun, crazy track. Uh, the music video is just really lively and awesome, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got to love Run DMC. They spoke against drug... They spoke against drug culture, even recording Just Say No, public service announcement in 1988. 
but prosecutors said Mazel had become involved as a middleman in cocaine deals to support his lifestyle and those of others close to him as the group's music career faded. They said Mr. Jordan, who was 18 at the time, and Mr. Washington, a friend who was staying with Mazel's sister, thought they would be part of a deal worth nearly $200,000, and they were angered, angered when they were cut out. They plotted to kill him after being left with nothing, New York prosecutor Miranda Gonzalez told the jury, according to the Reuters news agency. There's also another man who is involved in this, uh, Jay Bryant, who is going to be facing trial in 2026. Uh, he is accused of entering the studio through the front door and letting Mr. Jordan and Mr. Washington in through a locked back exit before Mr. Jordan allegedly shot Mazel with a handgun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a super unfortunate um, series of events. Uh, now, granted, the defense is saying, no, that's just a theory. It's just like almost like a myth. Uh, it's one of many that have been touted on how and, you know, what happened. They weren't involved. In fact, the godson was like super indebted to um, Jam Master Jay to the point of, you know, he was like literally enfeebled because he was an alcoholic. Mr. Washington was an alcoholic and relied on Mizell to keep a uh, to keep a roof over his head. Why bite the hand that feeds you, Mr. Spike said, or Mr. Spilk, sorry. Um, why kill the person you depend on? He told the jury that Mizell was a beloved artist, but convicting the wrong person does not solve the tragedy. It just adds another one to it. Um, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. Hopefully I can kind of keep up with the trial. It's expected to go about four weeks. Um, if there's any bigger, you know, bombshells or anything like that, I'll, you know, definitely let you know, um, in terms of any kind of verdict. Um, but yeah, you know, it would be nice to kind of get some closure to the story for sure. Um, let's move on to the next beat. And, um, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, we're, we're in, we're in Black History Month. Uh, this literally took place, um, days before, you know, in January. So it's like the end of January, this happened. Uh, very, very not uh, Black History Month of this person. But um, anyway, from CBS News, stolen Jackie Robinson statue found dismantled and burned in Wichita, Kansas. Police in Kansas are searching for a suspect after a bronze statue of Jackie Robinson was vandalized and stolen last week. The dismantled remains of the artwork were found Tuesday morning by the Wichita Fire Department when it responded to a small trash fire. Wichita police said Monday it had located the truck that was believed to be used in the theft of the artwork, but added that detectives and officers were still searching for the people responsible. The life-size statue, which was erected in 2021 as part of the Jackie Robinson Pavilion in Wichita, is one of just four statues of the athlete in the nation. It was cut off from the ankles up and put in a pickup truck in the very early hours of Thursday morning, according to police. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, bur the burglary has sparked outrage from members of the community and League 42, the nonprofit organization that put the statue up. The police are not sure of the motive of the vandalism and believe the perpetrators could have stolen the statue to salvage the bronze medal. 
So, I mean, we're not exactly sure if this was like, you know, racially motivated or if this was just a fiscal kind of situation. Though I did look up from another article, uh, I think it was uh, from The Root, they said that uh, they had amassed $180,000 from the GoFundMe uh, to get a new statue put up. They had initially only put, I think, 170 or 175000 So it, it's really amazing that people really came out for this. Obviously, they shouldn't have had to. It's very sad. But, um, you know, I mean, this, this whole area, this whole program is for, um, you know, the youth to, you know, be able to play, uh, like, Bas- uh, not basketball, baseball. The, But um, yeah, we remain devoted to our mission of providing low-cost baseball and education opportunities to our 600 kids, ages 5 to 14. They are as heartbroken over this theft as of any of us, and we are determined to either repair uh, the original sculpture or create a new one. So yeah, it looks like they're just going to create a new one, um, and they were able to make the money happen for that. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Glad I was able to just kind of have the update ready for that too. So that's the upside of waiting on this one. But, um, yeah, that leads us to our last story. We're actually gonna zip back to the international, um, lens here, take it to Ireland. Um, but yeah, let me go ahead and take my break and then we'll get into it. Okay, from the NPR, for the first time, an Irish nationalist leads Northern Ireland's government. An Irish nationalist made history Saturday by becoming Northern Ireland's first minister as the government returned to work after two-year boycott by unionists. Sinn Féin, Sinn Féin uh, Vice President Michelle O'Neill was nominated as first minister in, go- in the government that under the terms of the 1998 Good Friday Peace Accord shares power between Northern Ireland's two main communities, British unionists who want to stay in the UK and Irish nationalists who seek to unite with Ireland. Northern Ireland was established as a unionist Protestant majority part of the UK in 1921, following independence for the Republic of Ireland. Now, I got to say, for me, there's something about this that makes me like look at the politics in like almost like 3D as opposed to 2D. And what I mean by that is like there are times where I find myself being like, okay, like, I want to root for, you know, the Democratic parties involved here and things of that nature. But they are of the group that want to agree and, like, be a part of the UK. Like, the British, like, leaning, sympathizing thing. And in that aspect, I go, ooh, I kind of don't like that. And I can understand why there's, like, these nationalists who go, no, we are like, we're Irish. We're out of Ireland. We shouldn't be linked to you guys. And there's so many reasons why it just does not work for us, even in, like, modern day. And it's modern day. Why are we? Like, I can understand how it's like, no, we should be separate. But at the same time, we all have to wind up working together here. So we have to wind up colliding. And, and this is where we're at. 
So this is what I mean where it's just like I can find myself agreeing in some ways, disagreeing in other ways. I find myself almost aligned with like the Republican in some ways. And it's like, that's weird. But like I can see where what their sympathies are, where they're coming from. So, you know, this is a complicated thing, as is any kind of political, you know, outline we're looking at, we're running in. But, you know, I, I try to do my best to make heads and tails of it as I see it. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was a big deal, um, especially because of the two-year boycott finally, you know, being lifted. Essentially now, you know, trading can kind of resume and there can be uh, a semblance of understanding of how that kind of, kind of work. Uh, it's not really sure who kind of quote-unquote won here, but hopefully at least it's for the people who are now able to, you know, have goods and things transfer and, you know, work without issue at least that's kind of what i'm gleaning is one of the the perks here um there's also another article here because i know i'm kind of already in riff mode uh from the guardian what does the return to power sharing mean for northern ireland i feel like after reading these it kind of helped me understand a little bit more about the scene but overall i'm kind of counting this is like good news it seems like good news um overall kind of like a milk toast win for everyone and we can kind of just resume business and i think that that's a that's overall a good thing in these trying times you know what i mean um so yeah you know i'm being a little soupy with the news here but we'll call it that because you know there's a lot of names and groups here and i'll I'll spare you that unless you're you know a nerd and you want to read by all means go for it um but yeah that's the news that's that's all i got um Let's see here. If you'd like to help out, support the effort, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com, so it's Isaiah News. You can support the effort that way. I uh, shout you out at the top of the month. Say your name. Plug a project if you'd like. And then let's see. Free ways to hit me up. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And then I'm on all the socials you're probably on. Feel free to follow me or the podcast there. Hopefully, you're subscribed to the YouTube. That really helps out from my numbers. Also, likes are very helpful. Cool comments are very helpful. Uh, We love a five-star review, given whatever platform you're listening on. And yeah, uh, that's it. That's all I have. So hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.